The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. The child Jesus grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover, and when he was twelve years old, they went up according to custom. And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey, but then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Growth implies pain. Growing pains, that's how we most often say it. Often we prefer our pain and our growth at the old sitcom level. Perhaps you're old enough to remember teenage heartthrob Kirk Cameron as Mike Seaver on ABC's Growing Pains. As the Seaver family faced its coming-of-age moments, bits of pain would, of course, crop up and be satisfactorily resolved in 22 minutes plus commercials. Limited and hopefully somewhat humorous that's how we like our pain. Circumscribed and rather predictable. That's how we prefer to take our growth. But our pain and our growth cannot be confined to humorous, limited intervals if we are to come of age and grow as the family that we are meant to be. Jesus and his parents' journey to Jerusalem and home again is kind of a coming-of-age story. It's not their first trip to Jerusalem for Passover. But now Jesus is 12. He's growing. According to the Jewish Mishnah, 12 marked the beginning of religious responsibility. And yet, the flip side of this is the way the evangelist speaks of him. The boy 
Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, verse 43. And English translations smooth over Mary a little bit in verse 48, but what we get here as son would actually be a bit closer to child. Child, why did you do this to us? So, Jesus is a boy, a child, yet he is sitting with the men, the teachers. Not just listening and asking questions, but also answering. He has taken his place among these men. But note this, Jesus grows in age. He grows physically and intellectually. Whatever the characteristic of divine omnipotence means, Mary and Joseph still have a kid who's putting on muscle and getting smart. And Jesus' growth has caused his parents pain. 2 verse 48 can go like this. Being pained, your father and I have been searching for you. Jesus' growth threatens the integrity of his family. Growth is threatening. It implies pain. It implies pain because people can grow apart. Did your Christmas gatherings not just remind you of this? The family member who has grown distant? Children who have outgrown their parents? Present realities measured against memories of more satisfying and circumscribed Christmases of days gone by. Confronted by the pain that growth implies, we often attempt to suppress the growth in order to avoid the pain. Mommy and Daddy have to keep Junior and Sissy safe from everything and happy at all costs. So Junior remains Junior, and Sissy is still little at 32. And Mom and Dad are always needed in exactly the same way they are now. That's the opposite of growth. People actually shrink in such environments. They wilt. They shrivel. And that, of course, goes not just for families, but for congregations, for companies, schools, even nations. No growth for the sake of no pain is just slow suffocation. But of course we might ask that isn't being together better than growing apart? Isn't growing apart the other option that entails growth that involves pain? Will we not inevitably lose one another in any growing? As is often the case with families, children outgrow their parents as parents sometimes. And isn't that what's happening with Jesus and his parents at this Passover? He may be behind them in Jerusalem, but he is out in front of them when it comes to understanding. 
We read here how those listening to Jesus are amazed by his understanding. And then when he speaks with his parents, the evangelist says, they don't understand what he said. But beyond suffocation, the suffocation of no growth for the sake of no pain, and beyond growing apart by outgrowing and being outgrown, there is the possibility of growing together. That option, however, does not simply lie within our reach, but it is within the reach of Jesus. And his little exchange with Mary here, which, by the way, are the first recorded words of Jesus, show us the nature of growth together. That exchange is quite pointed. Your father and I have been searching for you. That's how Mary summarizes her and Joseph's experience of the previous three days. And Jesus, like a boy who's learned from his mother to talk, he takes up her words and says, why have you been searching for me? And then gently, he contradicts her and teaches her at the same time. Didn't you both know that I must be about my father's affairs? Now, of course, this holy family had a secret. And its baseline was that this Jesus was special, that Joseph was not, as we would say, Jesus' biological father. Somehow Mary had borne this guy for God. But what would that mean? Big things, certainly. On their first family trip to the temple, Simeon had spoken of the falling and rising of many in Israel. And it was going to mean pain, too. He told her that a sword would pierce her own heart. But what was that going to be like? Whom would this Jesus grow up to be? What would he do? Mary and Joseph only have a few little bits to go on. Things that they turn over and over again in their hearts and their minds as they attempt to parent the Son of God. And now, age 12, Jesus shows more insight into the family secret than they themselves have. He knows that God is his Father, that he is to teach that his father's business happens in Jerusalem in and around the temple. And he knows that his going missing for three days and that they're losing him for a time because he is actually so far ahead of them is, in fact, to be expected. In about 20 years, some women from Galilee would get a similar question three days after Jesus' crucifixion in Jerusalem. The angel would say, why are you searching, same word, for the living among the dead? Jesus, the Son of God, willingly grew up as a man 
into the fullness of our human pain. He confronted the limitation of all parents, the ultimate pain that none of us can spare our children, the end of even our best and our longest-lasting togetherness. Jesus, the Son of God, willingly confronted death as a man. He confronted the fact that even the best of families lack what only he has, a father who is God. A father who suppresses no growth and who can't, in fact, be outgrown and who wishes us to grow as families and as his family with his son, Jesus. And that was the way of the Holy Family. Growth together. Growth where the will of God and submissiveness to those around us are not at odds. Both happen here. Jesus says, it's necessary for me to be about my father's affairs, and then he goes back to Nazareth and is submissive to his parents. Growth wherein we get to hang on the words of Jesus, like his mother did, even if we don't understand them all yet. And growth that takes us into one another's pain and thereby into the discovery that we will not lose one another under the fatherhood of God as made possible by the Son of Mary. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.